What does a global economic meltdown have to do with the crucifixion? Today, I started my Good Friday by listening to Luke 23, which covers the trial and subsequent crucifixion of Jesus on the Bible app. It struck me how adamant Pilate was at first to spare Christ's life, but when faced with mounting political pressure, he gave in. Why? Now, as a Christian and a minister, I believe this moment was firmly orchestrated by God for the purpose of humanity's redemption. But we must understand that God works his divine will through the choices that we make based on our perception of reality. Pilate had no idea that he was an instrument in the hand of God, but he did understand the natural forces of politics, rebellion, and conspiracy that led up to this moment. I'm also a historian as well as being a minister, and I love to dig into the backgrounds of major moments in world history. Let's take a quick look at what geopolitical forces conspired to bring about Good Friday, and always with the understanding that our God is omniscient and working through all our human choices to bring about his will. So I have a question. What happens when the financial system collapses? In AD 33, the Roman Empire was confronted with a financial crisis that would have a global impact. A shortage of cash, largely triggered by political infighting within the Roman Senate, an outbreak of plague and a strained financial market resulted in an economic meltdown that is called the Financial Panic of AD 33. Emperor Tiberius responded with a bailout. Some 100 million sesterces lent at 0% interest to business owners and banks. This stimulus was injected into the market, primarily benefiting the elites, but ultimately stabilizing the economy. Does that sound familiar? Well, truly, history repeats itself. But while the world was grappling with the financial crisis, another event was to mark AD 33 as a year unlike any other, what we would call unprecedented. On a hill outside Jerusalem, a man hung suspended between heaven and earth, making a bridge between God and humanity with his body and blood. These two events may well have been connected. So why did Pontius Pilate condemn Jesus? Well, as financial panic spread throughout the Roman Empire, Pilate himself faced an unprecedented challenge. He had been appointed by Sejanus, a man who effectively ruled the empire while the emperor, Tiberius, spent his days in a sort of voluntary exile in the gorgeous island of Capri. Unfortunately, having power makes you want more power. Sejanus, who had 9,000 members of the Praetorian Guard at his disposal in Rome, was accused of planning a coup against the emperor and was executed before it could be carried out. What followed was a persecution of Sejanus' loyalists. So when a riot ensued in Jerusalem and the Jewish leaders threatened Pilate with an accusation of disloyalty, he had every reason to be concerned. So what does John 19.12 mean? Well, John 19.12 tells us, And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, that's Christ, But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. Now, it's doubtful that Pilate had a direct relationship with Caesar Tiberius, so the Jewish leaders weren't talking about personal friendship. To not be a friend of Caesar, non amicus Caesarius in Latin, was to lose a position of trust normally held by administrative leadership. Pilate's loyalty to the emperor was being called into question, and he couldn't afford to have that happen. Not when he had been appointed by a man who Caesar had recently executed. Not when Caesar and his friends or his followers were persecuting Sejanus and his followers who had appointed Pontius Pilate. Regardless of how Pilate took it, the implications were clear, and so was the decision he had to make. Jesus had to die. So what does this mean for all of us today? 
I believe that God orders all things now as he did then. I believe that God was working through all the decisions to raise up or allow to be raised up both Caesar Tiberius, Sejanus, Pontius Pilate, and all the key players that would make decisions that would ultimately lead to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So we must recognize that God still operates the same way today. Our choices, based upon our perception of reality, all factor into the great mind and will of Almighty God. When we read the news online or see it on the television or on the internet, we often wonder how things are all coming together. As our hearts break with those who've lost loved ones in mass shootings or those victims, those who are victims of the ongoing pandemic, let us remember that everything, and I mean everything, plays some part in bringing about God's perfect kingdom. Without all the drama in the Roman Senate, perhaps the crucifixion would never have taken place. Then redemption's price would never have been paid. Without all the drama in our halls of Congress here in the United States, perhaps the pieces that are necessary for Christ's return would never happen. But everything is working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. One final thought as we look at history and prophecy. Let those who believe the gospel remember that we are not here to save this world, but to look for the world that is to come. While we may not understand all that's happening, the wheels of history show us that our decisions result in biblical prophecy coming to pass. So let us as true believers draw comfort from God's promises and lift up our heads as we remember the sacrifice of the Son, for our future is bright. God bless you.